0: Well, it's, I don't know if it's good morning when you listen
1: to this. Well, well, good day then. Good Good day. day. (laughs) It is Saturday, June the 4th. We are about halfway through the year 2022. And we want to welcome you to another episode of Banter with Jabisa and Tracy. Or Banter
0: with Tracy and (laughs) Jabisa.
1: Hello. Jabisa, you want to? give kind of a rundown of what we're going to talk about y'all it's it's a little the content today is a little heavy it is
0: it is it is one of the things that i like about what we do is it is we learn we we are learners so we learn but we we we're going to talk about today the first amendment the history of the nra you know a lot of things that we, we we hear and we don't know about um if you've been watching the news you may have heard um the red flag law um so we're going to tell you exactly what that is Tracy has, you was listening with D.L. Hughley, is that correct, Tracy? Uh-huh. And, and she shared with me, and we were trying to remember, but there was once a, man, a band on assault rifles, so the idea of having a band is nothing new. Um, we're going to talk about voting, of course, because primaries are coming up. Mm-hmm. And then, um, of course, we have an inspirational quote and a Black business that we're going to share with you. So so a little heavy content, but information I think we all need to know.
1: Yep. And so we're going to yes. share it with you. All right. So first up, then it was the Second Amendment. Um, the Second Amendment is very short, y'all. It's it's very short, but this is what kind of hinges on all of our topic, our to, all of our topic matter today hinges on this little, these few little words here, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So I think most people are getting caught up on the right of people to keep and bear arms. That's all that um, the people, the gun supporters, are quoting about that. But when you know the um, amendments were, were written long ago when there were no such thing as assault weapons, one.
0: But there, was, there wasn't a police force at that time. And
1: exactly. And two. So- there was no like necessary depending on where you were in the territories at the time because I don't know if yeah. we were like I'm not sure how the United States was was made up at that time so you know it was a it small was- place not that many people and um so you know people were on I think it was most it was mostly agricultural right a uh, rule and people had to protect themselves and so wow. that's I think the meaning of that, but I thought as, as the Constitution, everything goes, that we're supposed to be able to, you know, w- interpret those laws based on the circumstances of the current, you know, time that we are living in.
0: Yeah. So that, that came into play. It should have been, if I remember correctly, my history is the 13 colonies became the United States. And uh-huh. and yeah, and you're exactly right, Tracy. There was, there was no, form of um organized protection so so the need to have protection at that time was necessary
1: mm-hmm.
0: it was necessary um in 2022 we had the police force so you know there's no real need for individuals to carry guns because we have um, a a wonderful system in which we can call the police and they respond in a timely manner
1: Right, but, but right. you're
0: absolutely right. But but that's
1: definitely the- not an assault rifle. Like I, like I'm not against people, you know, owning guns. You know, yeah, that's fine. But I just think assault weapons are unnecessary if you are not in the military. <laughs> I just well, I just pretty- don't see why eighteen year olds need to be able to purchase those kinds of things.
0: Right, and and it's it's other uh, we're talking about assault rifles in in specifically but when you talk about like silencers you know Mm -hmm. there other other types of 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 guns that you know there's no why do I need a silencer you know unless I'm planning on killing someone and nobody hear it
1: exactly
0: (laughs) so so there's a whole array but so that so that she's right that hinges on so much more so um I was tasked and volunteered to to learn about the history of the NRA because we hear about the NRA we know what the NRA is powerful and and, um, and you know, they're, they're, the, they're the organization that is standing for protecting our Second Amendment rights so that it doesn't go to pot. But the NRA didn't start off like that. And I didn't know that. There's a lot of assumptions that we have. I assumed, I assumed that the NRA started in the South uh, <laughs> as kind of a way of white folks to protect themselves from Black people following the end of the Civil War. I was furthest from the truth. I, I was really wrong. I had no idea. So that's why it's good to learn. Um, The NRA um, actually started off in 1871 in New York. And it was um, to advance rifle marksmanship. So I had to look that up because I didn't know what that was. (laughs) Um, But basically what they were doing was trying to be able for people to to shoot um, accurately at a target from a distance. One of the things that happened in the Civil War is that you know, these people were shooting guns and, and if, they, if they were able to hit the, the, the side of a barnyard, hell, they were doing good. I mean, the, the accuracy just wasn't there. But that's how it started off as just kind of as this, this, this means of people developing their skills as marksmen and being able to hit, shoot things at a distance. And that's really how it started. Um, they also, the organization also helped build some shooting ranges. Um, some of the um, things that they learned how to do um the army incorporated into their training. Um, so it it you, you Grant, President Grant was um the eighth president of the NRA. Mm-hmm. You know, who knew? You um, um the the General Grant who served for the um union was also a president, served as president in, of the NRA. So it, it really started off as this organization that just wanted people to be better at um, marksmanship and they had competitions and they helped build ranges and things like that. Um, the first, I guess, federal, um, firearms act started in 1934 and there was some, some killings that were going on because usually changes in laws come because of something that's happened. And so what they were trying to do is they were imposing taxes on, um, the transfer of firearms, and they were requiring all firearms to be registered with the Secretary of Treasury. Um, and they were saying that firearms are subject to, they were looking at things that were um, shotguns or rifles with um, 18 inches or less in length. And then they were also looking at machine guns.
1: Mm-hmm
0: and firearm mufflers and silencers. So silencers have been around for a long time. Who knew? I didn't know that. Um, In 1968, in 1968, the United States actually had a decent um, gun control act.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, we're we're really looking at reinventing the wheel when we already had one in place. And um, it was the result of the assassination of a presidential candidate, a president, and civil rights leaders, and so they had pushed. The federal law was to regulate the fire, firearm industry and firearm ownership, and to stop the selling of guns through mail order. So the gentleman who um, killed Kennedy bought his gun through a mail order um, process. You know, mm-hmm. he went online. went not online. He went through the magazine, filled out the information, and bought a gun. And then he shot the president. So they they wanted to prevent those things from happening again, and that's why they enacted the law. Um, It banned interstate shipment of firearms and ammunition, and to private individuals, minors, drug addicts, people who have mental issues, and convicted felons. It also strengthened the record keeping of the gun dealers. So we had this law that really kind of addressed all of those areas that we're talking about now, but. Um, In 1896, Congress passed the Firearms Owners Protection Act that modified aspects of the 1968 Gun Gun Control Act, and now it started allowing the interstate sale of rifles and shotguns as long as it was legal in the states of the buyer and seller. It also eliminated certain record-keeping requirements, making it easier for individuals to sell guns without licenses. In 19, I'll back up, but in 1977, there was a change in leadership in the NRA, and it went from this kind of, I won't say benevolent, but it went from this organization that was really concerned about marksmanship to this political arm that it is today. Mm -hmm. Um, In the 70s, um, the NRA became aligned with the Republican Party. The organization, as I said, moved from being concerned about sportsmen and hunters and marksmanship to gun control and gun rights in the Second Amendment, and it is what it is today. Um, In 1975, it established its lobbying arm, which has had a huge impact on our um, gun control laws and our lack of gun control laws in the United States. But the lobbying arm is the Institute for Legislative Action. Um, There was a a ban on the, and Tracy's gonna talk about that in a little bit, but there was actually a federal assault weapons ban um, and the NRA lobbied heavily to end that ban in 2004. Um, just a little side note, if you're interested in joining the NRA, um, as a male, it is $45 a month or $1,500 for a lifetime membership. I think in, in ideas of dues, that's relatively cheap. Um, they have a special rate for females. It is $35 a month and $1,000 for a lifetime membership. Its current president is President Charles Cotton. Um, and I know, I think it's look. La- Pierre is a is a name that's heavily associated with the NRA. Um, He was president at one time. I think he is CEO in something, but he's heavily involved with the organization as well. So um, I I find it fascinating, though, how it went from this one organization to what it is now. Mm -hmm. I don't think many of the members know um, how it was. In fact, In 1934, when they did the National Firearms Act, the current president at that time said he himself did not carry um, guns on a regular basis, did not see a need to carry guns on a regular basis, understood the importance of gun regulations. And gun regulations in the United States, although we seem to think that this is a new thing, it's been going on since the existence of the United States. In fact, in the early days of the nation, people could bring their guns to heavily populated places. You couldn't bring your guns to church. Um, you couldn't bring, you couldn't have a gun when you're drunk. Um, you know, they, we were probably, there were probably more gun controls in the early part of our nation history um, and common sense gun controls on top of that. It's like, really he's drunk, he doesn't need a gun. You know, mm-hmm. nowadays you can be drunk with a gun. Yep. You know, you could be drunk as all out, a sloppy drunk and you can have a gun. Um, you know, you you can have a gun in a heavy, heavily populated area. Um, there was a time when you couldn't. If you went into an area that had a lot of people, you'd have to turn in your gun. And when you left that area, you get your gun back. Um, so it's it's really sad that we've got this really strange mentality about guns now where everyone seems to have to have one, which you really don't, because I promise you, I'm calling the police. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> but it's not a strange um, thing. It's 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 politically charged now. I think it's it's so political now, and and because of the the way that the country is now so divided on so many issues, I think that's that's the reason. It's that's the reason because if we if if there was a time when the country couldn't, as evidenced by the history that Jabisa just read out, had common sense um, gun laws, then we can do it again. It's just everything everything. It's so politicized. Everybody's so polarized, and so it's just going to be difficult to get it done. Um, they're talking about now with the Uvalde massacre, and then um, the one in um, Buffalo. You know, um, Congress is is pretending that they're going to do something about it, but nothing's going to come of it. I don't, you know, I don't believe that anything's going to come of it. If they do something, they may get that red flag when done. They may do something and bump the age up again, like, you know, you could be 18 now to purchase an assault rifle. They may bring it up to 21, like, a, um, for alcohol. But I don't think there's going to be any, I don't think there's going to be a whole bunch of meat on whatever it is they're working on. Because as long as the NRA and other um, organizations of that kind are so deep in, our, in the pockets of our legislators, they're not going to be motivated to to not take that money they're interested in the power they want to keep the power
0: yeah
1: and if taking that money helps you keep the power that you so want to keep then you're going to do that and you're going to do very 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 little about solving the problem you're going to get up there and say things to get a soundbite for your campaign that you will then pay with pay for with the with the money that you got from the NRA but they're not going to do i don't think they're going to do anything
0: well, we'll see, but so, so I don't
1: think they're gonna do anything because it's until like before, like when you were talking, I don't know if you said it, but the um, the before the NRA couldn't give money, but they changed the campaign finance laws, yeah. and so when that happened, that's when it got really, really bad. Because I think if the money dries up from from the NRA, like if you can give $4 million to a campaign, like who would, I would take it. I would absolutely take it. So I understand the reasons that the legislators are taking it, but they're not going to be motivated as long as that money is there to do anything, to make any meaningful change. But if they can't have access to it, then maybe the ones that really see, Ooh, this is really bad. and We should do something. If without that money, if they're not beholden to the NRA and other organizations of its kind, then maybe they would do something. And so I'm thinking if they can't go back and tweak the um, campaign finance laws, which Jabisa said, you know, they've been trying to do it and it doesn't work. So I just think we're just, you know, caught between a rock and a hard place, running circles, chasing our tails and getting nowhere.
0: So. And, and you know i'm the optimist so i'm gonna say no we're gonna figure it out but let me back up because tracy mentioned it the red flag law so if you're not familiar with that and you and you have probably heard about it on the news um it is laws in which it is a gun control law that permits police or family members to petition a state court to order a temporary removal of firearms from a person who may present a danger to others or themselves So that means, Tracy, if I realize that you're a little nutty and you own a gun, I can, you know, contact the officials and ask that that gun be removed. Now, that doesn't guarantee that they'll remove the guns because it's a process. And Mm -hmm. also, you may appear to be like normal and get the gun back. So, you know, it it is a a preventative measure, but it's basically putting a a Band-Aid on a gun wound. Mm -hmm. um it 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 will by no means really and i don't i don't want to say that it won't stop things a lot of the mass killings that's happened you know they were not necessarily deemed mental illness until maybe after the fact nobody said dylan roof had a mental illness Mm
1: -hmm. when he went
0: into that church and killed those nine people in charleston south carolina i don't remember anybody claiming there was a mental illness there um so Um, But based on the the law's existence, it's it's primarily in the West Coast, um, the northern states, and surprisingly, Florida. So all of these states have some form of this kind of red flag law. I was surprised by Florida, especially with um, the Santos as as their governor. Um, Mm -hmm. Oklahoma, though, Oklahoma is unique in that they have put down a law that prevents them from having a red flag law, which is just crazy to me. But what the law has been, based on the studies that they have done, is it has prevented suicides by guns. So, um, because there's a number of suicides that occur by guns. So people can, I can call and say, you know what, my cousin really doesn't feel right. She's been suicidal. I think she, she has a gun in the home. I think that, you know, that, that she may be a danger to herself or others. And so they could you know, we could petition and they can have that gun removed. Now, if she's really suicidal, she will find another way. And so what they said was, um, and what I was reading is that it did prevent some, some, some of the, the suicides by gun, although people would find another means to commit suicide. But, but there probably have been times in which it had prevented some type of shooting or killing by people so it's not a bad thing but it's not an in-all be-all and it by no means is going to really change the way that people interact in Apple guns today um Mm -hmm. once again it is a band-aid on a hole in your stomach that's just bleeding out that's the best that it could do
1: Yep. yep and um so what do y'all think about like people seem to be desensitized now because there's so many mass shootings now you know you just got to keep your head on the swivel we're sending yeah. thoughts and prayers and we seem to be des- desensitized to it so um to be sensitive <laughs> if like you know the 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 i imagine those scenes are horrific when they're yeah. going through and picking up bodies like should that be something that the public um should should see if that would spur people on to really push their legislators to to do something or should the legislators be forced, the ones that won't, that aren't, um, that are kind of stonewalling and not acting, if if seeing the carnage would make them.
0: I, I think mm-hmm. so, Tracy. I, as you were saying that, all I can remember—I watched a lot of Law and Order—is yeah, you know I when did. they, <laughs> they show the pictures of the people, and yeah. you know, and you have to look at that. If if the polling is correct, and you know, you have to take polling with a grain assault, salt. But if right. the polling is correct, and the vast majority of Americans are in support of some um, effective gun control—not just any gun control, but some gun control that's going to have some meat to it—and you have congressmen and um, you know, senators and House of Representatives stonewalling it, then yeah, I think that they need to be the ones that sit there and look through these pages and look through these pictures of these dead people, whether it was the children from Sandy Hook, whether it's the children that just died in Texas, whether it's the members of, um, the, the family members who died in Charleston, the, the, the family members who were killed in Buffalo, the teenagers who were killed in Parkland. If they have to sit there and, and, and look through those and don't throw up mm-hmm. and don't throw up and don't have some kind of feeling. You know, I think it's one thing to talk about gun control. I think it's another to see the effects that these guns have on people. And it's not this kind of clean look that we see on television. Right. You know, it, it, it's, you know, people don't purposely shoot folks in the body. Sometimes they're shot in the eyes. Sometimes they're shot, shot in the arms. Sometimes they're shot in the neck. You know, they don't, it, it's, it's not pretty. You know, these, these kids are not just laying, you know, just laying out. You know, sometimes they're curled up. But yeah, I think before we show it to the public, and, and we were basing this on, and I've read this, and I know Tracy's read it too, they talked about Emmett Till's mother, opening that casket for the world to see Um, i you know i i would not want and i know kids see a lot of things already i that's not something i want a child to see but i do want people who hold these things so true you know holding on to this so true i want you to see that because that right that you 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 demand to have this is the result of it you know, this is the result of it. This is what it looks like when you have this, when you have this right to bear arms. When anybody in America has a right to bear arms, this is what it looks like. And is it worth it? Mm-hmm. You know, and wow. I like to think that people would see that and and think that, wow, you know what, I thought that I really wanted to do this, but maybe I don't.
1: You know, mm-hmm.
0: got that's my hope.
1: That's your hope. And God bless your sweetheart for that, because <laughs> you have much more um confidence in humankind than I do. You don't think it'll change them? Nope. Oh, well. We'll nope, see. It, because they, people see what they want to see. And if, like I said, everything is so polarized now. I just don't think, you know. Well, I, think, I, I think, saw one show where they were interviewing somebody at the um, NRA and then he he was saying, he the literally out of his mouth said that the Uvalde um, killing, he was at the NRA convention that happened just after the Uvalde masked at the school and he said it was an inconvenient time
0: wow so they weren't going to go. yeah they weren't going to cancel it yeah, they weren't going, they to, weren't going to
1: cancel it. and and he said it was just an inconvenient time like if they would have waited like a week after that would, be <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been better yeah that yeah exactly <laughs> the shooting would have been better like not that it should have been prevented because he shouldn't have been able to get uh, an assault weapon but it's like, well, if you're going to do that, just don't, don't mess up the NRA's convention all right. that bad press. Yeah.
0: yeah. So,
1: and, so and, therefore, and, I don't believe that people even seeing the carnage will, will change anybody that's already set in that posture.
0: But I think seeing the carnage will put the emphasis because we put a lot of emphasis on the shooter. They put a lot of emphasis on the shooter, but not on the victims. On the vi- and, I right. see, and I think seeing that carnage, will you have to look at the victims now. You know that's one shooter, and and in, in some cases the shooter li- lives, in some cases they don't. Mm-hmm. That's that's a nineteen to one. You know that's a that's a nine to one. That's a ten to one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you got that one person who had that right to bear arms, but because that one person had that right to bear arms, nineteen other people are dead.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because that one person who had the right to bear arms, ten people are dead. And we're not talking about the people who are in a hospital. We're not talking about the people who are who are still dealing with with um psychological psychological yeah, issues the because trauma of the, presence, of, the trauma yeah, of being right. present in that we're not even talking about that. So if you take that and you multiply it plus those other people compared to that one person. You know, it it, it mathematically it doesn't make sense. You wouldn't in any other situation, you would not have one be the reason that all these others don't. So, I, you know, so yeah, I, I have to believe that. Now, how do we make that happen? I don't know. Maybe we should send, if we had pictures, we could put it in the mail and send it to them. You know, I, you know, I don't know how to make I that don't
1: happen. Think, I don't think any of it's gonna, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll, well, I guess we'll see. We'll see what they do. Yeah. We'll like, you they do you think that they're gonna, that Congress is gonna do something? I think if they do something, it's gonna be toothless. It's not gonna really affect anything. They'll just use it to campaign again, like I said, using the money that they've gotten from NRA. Right.
0: Okay, so I'm just going to throw this in. This wasn't planned. I'm just going to throw this in and I think this is the reason that I'm going to be positive about it. If you have Netflix and many people do, please watch the G word. And so um, I can't think of the name of his name is Adam. He has a show that Adam rules everything and he talks about the government and he gives you the good and the bad of the government. And so... As a and, and they put it on the table so everybody knew um President Barack Obama or former President Barack Obama. He says, Should I call you F POTUS? <laughs> <laughs> um, he says 'Cause you're not president. Um, is it's is part of his production company, but they talk about the government and he he talks about this this whole notion of what do we do? It's so big, it's so inefficient. People are not doing the things that they need to do. What could we possibly do? And they really do end the program. And it's a series, you know it's a limited series with this notion of it really starts at home. And so from home, we move up to state and from state, we move up to federal, but it starts at home. And so the changes that we can make in our government um, currently, whether you're voting locally, which you should do um, has an impact federally we work our way up it, it, it is a process it's not a quick process so maybe 10 years from now Tracy and I'll go back and say girl it took 25 years
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna say how are we gonna be but <laughs> they finally made those changes so I think it's not a quick process and that's un- in in some ways it's fortunate in some ways it's unfortunate um because there's some things that I think our government and we as American people need to act on. Um, you sent me that, that TikTok, Tracy, with that gentleman that talked, and he says, it says a lot, the fact that we as Americans pray and bury these people mm-hmm. and keep it rolling, right. says a lot about us as a country. Where you look at any other country where you've had these mass murders, what was it in Australia? Yep. Yeah. And the next thing you know, they had changed. It, they done. had it yes, the and laws it was were changed. Right. And so that says a lot about American people that we are so willing to sacrifice children, teenagers, other people for a, 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 a right, you know, right. a right that you, that you really don't need. Because I can't think of any situation. As much as people carry guns in Texas, nobody ran in there. Nobody right. ran into that school and tried and bypassed protect the police babies. and right. protect those babies. Nobody did. Mm-hmm. Nobody did it. Texas is the biggest gun carrying, proud to carry gun group of people. Mm-hmm. Nobody ran in that building, bypassed the police as they now, stood outside the door.
1: Now some of I heard that some of that the police were stopping people, like they were actually um. Preventing people, because some parents did try to go and get their babies. Right. They, yeah. they stopped them. I don't know, you know, if they uh, um, apprehended them, tased, I'm not sure what, how they did, but there were some parents that were trying to bypass the police to get in the building because the police are just standing there. Right. But, but the police are gun-toting too. And all of them, I am sure, believe in, you know, Second Amendment, they're right. But I think it's all talk like, yeah, I don't, you can't take my guns away. And yes, they can shoot. You know, somebody unarmed, like all the black people that they shoot, yeah, I'm getting on a tangent, yeah. I'm going off on a tangent, but they are not afraid to shoot unarmed black people, they 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 get them, they pull them guns right out, but when somebody got something more powerful than you got, then you'd be like, eh, I think we're just going to wait and see how it plays out.
0: But I would think as bad as Texas is, they wouldn't even stop them talking about, well, you know, we're going in there, Yeah, we're we coming a blazing. I mean, that's the thing to me that was so crazy when it was happening, I was it's- like,
1: it's hypocritical. That's what I said to be said. It is just everything's so polarized. I, I yeah. just think that they, they are not, um, what's the word? They don't have the curve, the, the courage of their conviction. conviction.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right, Tracy. And now they're backtracking. They're not talking about it because the timeline is coming Mm-mm. out all crazy. People talk about yep. this. And the thing that, that to say that you didn't know that this, you know, you thought you had him contained. Yeah, we're going on off on a tangent. You had, you thought he was contained in a room where clearly people are calling 911 and the officers Mm -hmm. are standing outside the door and they can hear what's going on. And you still did nothing.
1: And you did nothing. You did nothing. That's what I just don't understand. I imagine to be like, you were saying that there are other like victims out. It's just the ones that are no longer with us, Um, but the, the survivors and even the, the officers that were there, that didn't do anything. Now you can, you know, you can't tell me that that didn't affect them like they were out there. and I really? know that that is weighing on their conscience. It's got to be
0: yeah,
1: it has yeah. got to be weighing on the consciences consciences of those individuals that were out there all that time that young man was in there and they did nothing. It's got to be even if they were doing it, following orders or whatever. Yeah. It's got to be sitting on, it's got, I think it's sitting heavy on them. I think it's weighing heavy on them, so. It
0: is, it is. You, you have to go to bed at night and hear those, hear those, you hear that? Yes. You hear yes. that? And the other thing um, is you never have heard, I've never heard any person who survived or, a mass shooting say, we don't need gun control laws. Nope. There are other people no. who are saying we need gun control
1: laws. That's and, right. If, you know, if everybody if they did say it before, they're converts after the fact.
0: They're converts after the fact, but I have yet to, to you know, anybody. I have never heard anybody who has um, had members die in Charleston, um, who had family members die in Charleston, say we we don't need gun control laws. You don't hear it. You, the Park Lane um, Hog is his last name. I can't think of his first name. A big advocate, having experienced the Park Lane um, shooting massacre, pushing for gun co- control. You don't hear. You don't hear people who've experienced this say that. Everybody else is talking a whole bunch of noise because they haven't experienced it. But all the people, all, the parents of Sandy Hook, all are saying we need this. So I find it ironic that you haven't experienced it, um, the governor of Texas,
1: mm-hmm. um, nope. the
0: the, um, the president of NRA. But you're mm-hmm. going to turn around and tell people what they need. So, oh, okay, that's our tangent. Okay, we that's, it.
1: Yeah, that's, it. that's it. We told y'all it was heavy. So we're going to move on to now in order to get some of these people that are not doing anything out of office you need to what vote vote, <laughs> vote. there are so
0: we're going to we're going to name a few and we're going to put the link onto our um our little um summary but there're just yep. a number of voting options that you have for information yep. here in and, and on yep. the internet
1: it just yep. doesn't make any sense for people not to vote not to know the best one that i found i think b, b you got that one for me um or was it, i can you or my sister i can't remember um vote411.org that okay. is the best that one that one is for all of the united states you can put your state in and then get the information you need for your state and then the other one, the one that i use is for the state that i live in south carolina scvotes.gov yes yes you need to you can check your registration where you're supposed to go to vote And uh, also a sample ballot of who you're going to vote for. So you can study up on the candidates and cast an informed and make an informed decision.
0: Now, the other two places that are three, three organizations that I also found was um, vote.org, which is is, um, a national one as well. Um, Great information there. They also have like a series of questions. You know, what if it? What if they're saying that the polling is closing, like you have a right to vote, you stay in line. So um, another one, Michelle Obama's organization, org, that's also out there. And then I found this one, nonprofitvote.org that really addresses um, voting for those who have committed um, felony crimes. The laws vary based on state, whether you can or cannot vote. Some states is just a handful. Two or three allow people to vote even if they're in jail, which I think everybody should have the right to vote. Um, yes. Some people you have to after you have served your time you actually have to petition to vote. Um, some people after you simply serve your time, probation and all that, you can go ahead and vote. And then there's a few states, a handful of states in which you lose that right totally, which I think should be against the law. Um, but those are some um, websites that you can go to. So we are going to. Um, We are going to um, put those on our
1: on our page so
0: that you can check them out. So now we're going to end with our wonderful quote because Tracy- oh,
1: Yes, but, uh, but first we want to wish everybody happy Pride Month. Um, <laughs> Pride Month is the month of June, so um, June 1st through June 30th. Um, as well, you may know, um, Pride Month is the promotion of the self affirmation, dignity, equality. And increased visibility of lesbian, gay, bisexual, and the transgender community. So, however, you celebrate this month, you celebrate your pride. Woo-hoo! And in that vein, my um, quote is from Brene um, Brown, um, which kind of uh, stems from that you are imperfect, you are wired for struggle but you are worthy of love and belonging.
0: Oh, you know what I always say? Say it twice.
1: You are imperfect. You are wired for struggle, but you are worthy of love and belonging. And with that, until oh, next time. Not,
0: not yet. Oh. We got to do our Black business. Black business. We did it backwards. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. We got it in our notes. It's like, oh my God, we're doing the quote, not the Black business. All right, real quick, Black business. Um, Here in South Carolina, we have a, a um, it is called Sal Salmo Acres, and so it is a farm, and they've got all this land, and they do horseback riding, which we're going to do. I'm so excited. Um, and but they also do. It's kind of hot now, but they do um movies. I don't know if I told you this. They show movies mm-hmm. um over the weekend, so I'm really excited about that. So we'll have that on our website. But I hope I'm pronouncing it right. But it's Sal Salmo Acres is what it is. And then Tracy's given us a wonderful quote. So now we're going to say
1: <laughs> goodbye. Bye. So next time,
0: thank you for listening.